Tiki Hut Media. From Manatee Life Church, a multicultural United Methodist community of faith in Bradenton, Florida, this is Soul Ramblings Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Wicker. I'm the minister over at Manatee Life Church. Today is our second in a series called Jesus Didn't Say That. These days, it's easy to see life the way we want to. We can filter our images, pick the news we want to hear, listen to only the viewpoints that agree with us. When we do that, though, we start to distort our view of the world. The same thing can happen to our view of God if we're not careful. We reshape our perception of him into what we want to believe or what we want to think about others. Jesus came to bring us the truth about God and his plan for us. And it doesn't always sound like what you may think. We delve into that today with our second in our series, Jesus Didn't Say That, with God Wants You to Be Happy. Let's head over to the sanctuary. Scripture reading for the morning comes to us from Matthew's Gospel, the fifth chapter, the first 12 verses. Let us hear these holy words. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up a mountain. He sat down and his disciples came to him. He taught them saying, happy are people who are hopeless because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Happy are people who grieve because they will be made glad. Happy are people who are humble because they will inherit the earth. Happy are people who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, because they will be fed until they are full. Happy are people who show mercy, because they will receive mercy. Happy are people who have pure hearts, because they will see God. Happy are people who make peace, because they will be called God's children. Happy are people whose lives are harassed because they are righteous, because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Happy are you when people insult you and harass you and speak all kinds of bad and false things about you, all because of me. Be full of joy and be glad, because you have a great reward in heaven. In the same way, people harass the prophets who came before you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Oh Lord, in the silence of this moment, prepare our hearts and our minds to hear your word for us this day and work your will in our lives. Amen. We are spending a few weeks looking at things that Jesus never really did say, things that we might think Jesus might have said or might be okay with that we think. But Jesus didn't say that. Today we're talking about what may be the most popular misbelief about God in our Western version of Christianity. That is that God wants you to be happy. Above all else, God just wants you to be happy. Well, wait a minute. We just read 12 verses in chapter 5 where Jesus repeatedly said, 
happy are those, happy are those. They're commonly called the Beatitudes. And they outline the sort of people God intends for us to be. But Beatitude is not really a good attitude, although they are good attitudes to have. But beatitude comes from the Latin word, which means blessed. Many translations that you read of the beatitudes will say, blessed are those. Blessed is he. Blessed is she. The common English Bible that I read from this morning that we read together replaces blessed with the more modern term, happy. When you ask someone what they want out of life, when you ask someone what they wish for their kids or their grandkids, I I just want them to be happy. I just want them to be happy. And you see, the thing is, God does want us to be happy. But the way God defines happiness and the way we tend to define happiness are polar opposites. It's got to be a change in our way of thinking and we have to change what our definition of happiness is. Our happiness depends on what's happening. Things that are going on. Situations that are happening. Like I said, Beth and I went to the beach yesterday. It was a beautiful day. Kids were playing. The weather was perfect. It was nice. I was happy. I was happy. What was happening was happy. I was happy. We experience a sense of happiness when our circumstances are pleasant and we're relatively free from troubles. The problem, however, is that that kind of happiness is just fleeting and it's superficial. When the circumstances change, as they often do, then that kind of happiness evaporates. Even when the outward circumstances seem to be ideal, we may still be troubled inside by this nagging hunger or longing for something that we just can't put our finger on. We can't really identify it. We don't know what it is. We say we are happy, but down deep inside, we know it's only temporary and shallow at best. Even from time to time, we may think we have found a degree of happiness, but it eventually vanishes. But God's definition of happiness is one that's lasting. It's an inner joy and peace. And it endures in any circumstance, no matter what's going on, no matter what comes our way. It may even actually grow stronger in adversity, in adverse situations. This is the kind of happiness which Jesus is talking about in the Beatitudes and what he is calling us to. He alone has the answer for our search for lasting, true happiness. Romans 12.2. Paul says this. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is God, what is good and pleasing and mature. <coughs> so you see, the world will tell you one thing about happiness. Culture will tell you one thing about happiness. But we are to have 
We are to be transformed by renewing our minds. We got to think about this happiness thing differently. We got to think about it through God's perspective. You see, Jesus changes everything radically with the Beatitudes when he gave us these Beatitudes. And we find out that the way we've been doing things is completely wrong. Even though they may have seemed right, they're backward and they're wrong. This is an upside-down world we live in, and Jesus is turning it right-side up with the Beatitudes. Jesus' words are not just simply good advice. This is not a scheme to reduce stress or lose weight or advance your career or to keep you from illness. No, the gospel doesn't mean good advice. It doesn't mean just self-help. It means good news. And the good news is that the kingdom of God has come in Jesus Christ. God is at work in our world in a fresh way. And the Beatitudes, he gives us a picture of what that looks like. In our world, many people think that this wonderful news is all about success, wealth, long life, victory in battle. But Jesus is saying something completely opposite. Jesus' definition of happiness contain these words. Happy are people who are hopeless. Some translations say poor in spirit. Happy are people who grieve. Can I be happy at a funeral? Can I be happy grieving? Happy are people who are humble. Happy are people who show mercy. Happy are the pure in heart. Happy are the peacemakers. So how and why are the the hopeless or the poor in spirit? How and why are the, the grieving in the mourning? How and why are the merciful happy? Because of Jesus. Jesus is God with us. And these words are a promise of wonderful news. Are you feeling down and defeated? Take heart. Jesus is there with you. Believe this, and yours is the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said. You'll be comforted. You'll inherit the earth. You'll be filled with righteousness. You'll be shown mercy. You'll be called children of God. You'll see God. Now, that differs from our definition of happiness, what we think about happiness. Oh, we say, happy are those who have their act together. Happy are those who don't allow the pain in life to bother them. Happy are those that get their own way. Happy are the beautiful, the rich, the bullies. Well, the reality is we're all hopeless and poor in spirit to a degree when it comes to spiritual, spiritual things. And if we allow ourselves to care for someone, do we not all mourn at some point? And if we're honest with ourselves and our own limitations, we can't help but be meek and humble. And in this world of partisanship, violence, human trafficking, murder, and sin, where love has grown bitterly, bitterly cold, do we not all hunger and thirst for righteousness? 
and those of us who are gentle and forgiving when others make mistakes and who, who show mercy to those in difficult situations, will we not also be open to accepting the mercy of God when it is lavished upon us by Jesus Christ our Lord? When we seek to purify our hearts as we feed the hungry, give a drink of water to the thirsty, clothe the naked, visit those in prison, will we not in doing so see God? And will we try to bridge divisions between people based on race, politics, socioeconomic situation? When we lead other people to a peacemaking relationship with Jesus Christ, are we not acting as God's children? Are we not truly, truly, truly happy, full of joy and peace? Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life abundantly. I don't think Jesus was talking about a 2023 sports car and a, and a mansion. No, I think he was talking about how blessed we are because we have Jesus. I think he was talking about the joy and peace and salvation that comes to our hearts minds and souls when we accept that Jesus accepts us, warts and all, no matter who we are, where we came from, what we've done, no matter what, Jesus accepts us. That is a reason to be full of joy. I think he was talking about the peace which transcends all understanding and the joy which, which really makes no sense to this world. It's not based on what's happening. It's not based on my circumstance. But instead, it is based on a living, loving, and growing relationship with God. Our culture, our world says, happy are those who have power over others. Happy are those who have great financial success. But Jesus turns that on its head. Those who are truly happy are those who learn to completely trust in God in all things and for all things. Those who are poor, who suffer from economic distress, but completely count on God, recognizing his rule in their life as the ultimate gift, are the truly, truly happy. I mean, think about it. Who do you think lived a happier life? Mother Teresa or one of the many billionaires? who spent all their time and energy storing up for themselves treasures here on earth, caring nothing for the outsider, the downtrodden, the hungry, the diseased, the dying. For many of us who follow the road that our culture sets out for us, oh, it, oh, it looks great. It looks appealing. I mean, who wouldn't want to have a carefree life? Who wouldn't want to be rich and powerful? No financial words. But then, somewhere down the road, what this world promises turns out to be inconsistent. There are traps and dead ends that we didn't expect. And we find ourselves empty, still longing. We hurl ourselves into our work to be successful, only to find out we're spending more and more and more time and neglecting the family we have at home 
and still no guarantee of success if we do that. We run after power and then find out if we ever get a degree of power, we've got to defend it. We seek popularity. And as a recovering people pleaser, I can tell you that there's always somebody who doesn't like you. On the contrary, the path Jesus offers doesn't look appealing. You look at those, the list of people that Jesus listed in the Beatitudes, that doesn't really look appealing. Grieving? Hopeless? I don't want that. But the further down the road we go of faith with Jesus Christ, the more truth we find. For instance, we'll discover that humility, unlike power, never needs to be defended. We realize that righteousness, doing the right thing because it's the right thing, is its own reward. We might find that a pure heart is much easier to live with than a heart filled with jealousy, resentment, or cynicism. Definitely help you sleep better at night. Step by step, we learn that following Jesus, even if we are persecuted, Jesus says, even if we're persecuted for it, leads to a joy that nothing can take away. Nothing can take away that joy. No matter what's going on, that deep joy and peace. When it comes down to it, what all of these beatitudes in Matthew 5 come down to is Jesus himself. It's virtually autobiographical. Jesus was and is all of those things that he talked about in Matthew 5, 1 through 12. Every one of them described Jesus. So, original question. Does God want us to be happy? Absolutely. He desires for us to be happy. He wants us to be happy because he, God, created us and the world out of an overflow of his own happiness. God created us to be happy. When we look at the world and we look at all the good things God has created, he's, just, he's abundantly blessed us and blessed the world. I mean, think about it. He's not just a God who made us to work and survive and pay bills and get by and then die. He didn't create us for that. God made us with taste buds. And he made all these different ingredients and people who are able to arrange them in such a way that they're delicious. He created us to be able to taste and enjoy and hear beautiful music and be moved by that. And to see glorious sights like mountains and oceans and sunsets and just be awestruck by it all. But... Our happiness, our joy, our peace is going to only be found in following Jesus Christ. And it'll be costly at times. It's not that it's the, this easy road that never costs anything. But we're always going to find greater joy, peace, and happiness in following you see, we've got to renew our minds. We've got to be transformed. We can no longer conform to what the world thinks happiness is. 
our happiness. We weren't created to be happy. God wants you to be happy. But it's God's definition of happiness, not the world's definition of happiness. God wants you to be happy. And He is showing us what it's like to be close to the heart of God and experience true happiness, true joy, true peace. It's in Jesus Christ. And only through Him. Do you trust Jesus in this? Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we pray that you bless us with true happiness and peace in life. Lead us away from hate and anger toward love. From restless mind and anxiety, give us peace. Lead us from fear of death to eternal life. Dear Lord, when we suffer despair and lack of confidence, lead us to hope, faith, and trust. Lead us away from dishonesty and deceit toward eternal truth. Allow eternal peace and tranquility to fill our heart, mind, life, and world. It is in Jesus' name that we pray these things. Amen. And now receive this benediction. Let us go out into this world and inspire love, embrace Christ, engage the world, and tell somebody about Manatee Life Church. Go in peace. Amen. Okay, the second in a three-part series, Jesus didn't say that. That was, God wants you to be happy. And of course, God does want us to be happy, but it has to be his definition of happiness, not ours. Next week, we wrap up this series, Jesus Didn't Say That, with the third thing Jesus didn't say, God won't give you more than you can handle. Be sure to join us next week for that as we wrap up that series. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today here listening to Soul Ramblings podcast. Be sure to join us live online, live stream on YouTube, Manatee Life Church, every Sunday morning at 1030 Eastern Time. Got a link to the YouTube channel and our show notes. Get social with us here at Soul Ramblings Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Also got links to those pages on the show notes. Go over there and follow us, like us, and uh, leave us a rating and review as well. Wherever you're listening to this episode, click subscribe right now. You'll never miss a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. Before we head out for today, here is the last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. Until next week on Soul Ramblings Podcast from Manatee Life Church, a multicultural United Methodist community of faith in Bradenton, Florida, I'm Jerry Wicker. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.